Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You know, women, I think women, if you're taking like the traditional woman role in a heterosexual relationship, you're so used to like catering to the guy and and to putting your needs secondary. And I think that's a real problem. So it's not mm-hmm. to like rub something in someone's face if they're having a bad day. But also if you have a partner who is having a bad day and you achieving something is going to make their day worse. That is not the partner for you. Mm-hmm. That should improve their day too because you're in it for a team effort. And that's how I always think of things. It's like if one of us is succeeding, like the, the, the duo is succeeding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Molly Demilier. And today we have a hot guest for you. Yeah. But before we get into that, real quick, we're very close to our review goal, and we're giving so away $300. So get your reviews in quick. Do it, bitch. There's only, like, I think 20 left. Yeah, not oh, many. 20 left. Not many. Get them in. Get mm-hmm. a chance to win an Amazon gift card of $100. Yeah. You don't have to say three. much. Yeah. You don't have to say much. Just you can make throw, fun of us as much as you want. I yeah. don't care. Just, just write a review. five stars and emojis. Throw it on. And uh, as always, if you want extra episodes of the podcast, you can join our Patreon. Hell yeah. Patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot. Mm-hmm. Or if you're technology illiterate, just join it to give us money every month. Yeah. You know? Helps us <laughs> helps us get great guests <laughs> on and great content. We got bills to pay. For the podcast. <laughs> and uh, tell a friend. Tell your doctor. Yeah. Tell your doctor. They want to know. Without further ado, we're going to bring in our lovely guest yeah. for today. We're very, Let's very excited. It. I'm so pumped. Oh. Recording on a hashtag Sunday bum day. You know her from the Guys We Fucked podcast. And without a country podcast with Joe DeRoja. Co-author of Fucked, Being Sexually Explorative and Self-Confident in a World That's Screwed. The queen of spite and Alfred's mama, it's Corinne Fisher. Wow. wow. Guys. <laughs> Thank you. What an intro. <laughs> We're doing our best over here. <laughs> Bring some good content to the pot. <laughs> I, I was like, I'll add spite. I usually refer to it as petty, but spite also works. Yeah, <laughs> Petty, spite. I feel like they're hand in hand. They're, they're, they, they're in the same family. Yeah. You can't have one <laughs> without the other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was even petty of me to say that. So. <laughs> We're already on a roll. <laughs> well, uh, I personally am very excited to have Corinne on specifically for uh, this episode. Not as it coming out. The day before Valentine's Day, uh, for all you single people out there. Uh, Amazing. But uh, we're going to be talking about breakups. Uh, as you might have heard on the last episode, I very briefly messaged, uh, mentioned that I had the breakup with uh, Eggs Benedict. And, uh, well, honestly, Corinne is one of my favorite people to watch go through a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so quiet about it. I think is my, my, it's my, it's one of my best qualities, really. I mean, I just, I admire it because you're so in touch with your emotions and I very much am not. <laughs> it's funny because I'm really, I'm not a super emotional person in, uh, I guess, real life, but there's something about Twitter and stand-up comedy that really allows me to go, f- go full into a breakup or if I'm angry at someone, really let them know. Yeah, I, I got a real hot tip off the top. You always, every breakup have a, breakup album right uh a break oh oh yeah that i that i do uh yeah that yeah that helps me get through a breakup yeah (laughs) past breakup i used the album uh, 1985 by taylor swift i thought it was uh pretty helpful which you know it's disturbing i think she wrote that when she was like 26 and i'm (laughs) 34 but you know we're doing the same things her actually she's just succeeding more so Well, I, I, t- I watched Miss Americana last night and I was like, girl, you got to catch up to Tay Tay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say she, uh, she is the epitome of, you could say more successful than us in terms of relationships. She's had so many. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually, I'm, I'm aiming and I'm going to start referring to myself. So hopefully it just happens. Um, I'm calling myself the Taylor Swift of comedy because I think I'm, I handle my sets the way she handles her song. You know how everyone's scared to date Taylor Swift yeah. uh, because she's going to write a song. I, I think people, it's now becoming a trend that people are scared to date me because they think I'm going to talk about them on 
my podcast or write a joke about them. And I'm like, I mean, if you're lucky, you have to <laughs> really damage yeah. you know me. And for most of these people, it's not like I'm dating comics at clubs. You know, I'm dating people who no one's heard of. And... <laughs> Uh, I would call it free press. And I mean, a good publicist is, is at least 7,000 a month these days. So I think I'm owed. Yeah, Molly works yeah. in PR. Yeah. yeah it's like you got cheap. Molly on your team. Yeah. yeah. I know how much we, me and Christina pay our publicists. And I think I've done some better press for yeah. people. <laughs> so no such thing as bad PR. It, well, you know what? That's that's what the Spice Girls said. And we just were referencing them before with their song. But yeah, that's that's it, it is true because people yeah. like to moan and, and complain. I I mean, in cancel culture, there are a couple things you could do that can consider yeah. bad press. But like women above anyone don't care about another woman saying someone was a bad boyfriend. So really, I'm just giving free free press yeah. and basically running a kind of brothel. <laughs> well, isn't that I mean, that's kind of crazy, too, to be like if you're publicly announcing a breakup and then there's women in the DMs. Oh, to yeah. That person. It, it, it oh. happened that day, I believe. Which is kind of wild. wild you're right. like what i just oh, i just said how terrible they were you know wild <laughs> predictable <laughs> but they're available yeah well, they're available and they did commit yeah. <laughs> yeah i feel like that's almost the uh the yeah. thing of women being attracted to like married men yeah it's yeah. almost this like are you just attracted to the fact that a man loved someone enough to marry them is oh that yeah what it is a hundred percent yeah mm-hmm. i i've uh i dated a, a man in a, an open marriage and wearing a wedding ring around it made me so uncomfortable because obviously like I hated it because I was like, people are just going to think I'm some like chick who's like just comfortable that you're cheating, even though that's not at all what's happening. Like I know his wife, we like hang out at parties together. People go hit on him so much more what, because he's wearing a wedding ring. It's unbelievable. And like so really wild. mean it or it's just the like flirting. No, it's, it's aggressive. Oof. Oh my God. Damn. I think women always mean it when they're hitting on them. Even if they playfully say they don't, they mean it. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. yeah like men don't mean it a lot. I think women pretty much always like, I mean, I feel like women like love like a Dharma and Greg energy where like, if you proposed like first date, they would somehow think that was romantic and not that you were a psychopath. Yeah. And it's obviously that you're a psychopath <laughs> or that you have something deeply hidden that like you want to like, you're good at charming people in the, in the first couple of days and then something is revealed about you. So you're like, let's just lock it in before you know how fucking ape shit I am. <laughs> Do you feel there's a uh, time period that the uh, walk it in comes up? I actually don't put a time limit on things um, like that. And But a lot of, I'm also looking for, I think a lot of different things than most people. Like I take, I don't care as much about time because I'm not really looking to get married or have, and certainly not have kids. Um, so it's not like a rush for, for me. Um, but I mean, there has to be, I have to see, I think it's for me. I have to see progress. That's the thing. Like, like do I see progress? What was the conversation that we had at the top? Um, is there an obvious connection between us? You know? Yeah. I mean, for my last boyfriend, the guy, the band guy, um, I just literally literally started calling him my boyfriend and he (laughs) didn't stop me. So that's how that works. (laughs) He was, he was also, he's a someone who is like a guy who likes to be coupled though like he's been engaged mm-hmm. he's been married like two mm-hmm. three more time i found it was too many times once i found out the number <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest i was like that's too many times i give i'll give you two marriages and then then maybe a third that you lock in if you can't make one of the three marriages work then just stop getting married it's just not for you yeah or it almost sounds like was it one of those uh almost like the move you did it's like women would just be like we should move in he just go yeah 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 sure. like one of those that just <laughs> goes with whatever the woman wants yeah. kind of you know or serial monogamous obviously we know yeah. a lot of those yeah, yeah. oh my god serial monogamous so many of them and, it's, and, and oddly so many men who are serial monogamists it's weird <laughs> I've never met one <laughs> yeah. uh, we haven't really uh, been in that well oh, I don't like those type of people I feel suffocated very easily but I also am, I'm very like much a, ma- a man in a lot of the things that I do so masculine energy yeah we can yeah. relate to that yeah we got that yeah. a lot of that I was gonna say it's not that I haven't met serial monogamous it's more I think it's that suffocating thing like uh, yeah. specifically like with online where like you chat and then you hit a point you give them your number 
and then they just are constantly <laughs> talking to you and you're like we haven't met yet <laughs> you're yeah. a stranger just, just give me a plan we can talk then because yeah. first of all i'm not gonna remember all these things that were said and then you're gonna think i'm an asshole but <laughs> yeah i like texting like once, once i'm dating someone i like texting with them uh, a good amount i like that i mean I, I i liked that more when i had a desk job like now that i don't have a desk job i don't like it as much because now you're just interrupting like a fun time instead of interrupting a bad time true. that's very true so it's like because i'm like texting a boyfriend is better than um like doing a spreadsheet but uh texting a boyfriend <laughs> is worse than me spending time with my dog or watching you on netflix uh, that's okay. fair so i, like I just that. i like rate it you know yeah uh no i was gonna say with like the texting all day though do you ever find that you run out of things to talk about Mm, no but that's just because i'm usually dating comedians so we can just kind of dick around and like make and also like trash talk is pretty limitless that's fair i do have a rule like that's (laughs) the one female quality i really like in a man like someone who can kind of like gossip like the guy i'm seeing right now he is like he refers to himself as a male yunta and i really like that so that's like for me it's an art form you know, like I always quote Kathy Griffin. She's like, I was raised right. I talk about people behind their backs. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really much, I subscribe to that. <laughs> I was going to say from your breakups, because uh, Molly and I have really not had that many. That's <laughs> part of this podcast is us being like, hey, what what's going on with us? Right. We try to look intrinsically. But um, <laughs> I guess from all of your breakups, is there anything you learned with how, how to deal with? with breakups afterwards mm-hmm. like, yeah do you mo- go to move Moni- monetizing them monetizing them yeah i li- we're sitting in a house that i purchased because of a breakup i'm literally a millionaire <laughs> because of a breakup truly oh. i i like breakups too much now i often worry <laughs> what i would do if i you know and even like so it's like okay so for the breakup that you know bought this apartment is frank and i we're actually on you know fine terms it's not like we're chatting all the time but like if i you know saw him in the street i wouldn't hope that a car swerved into him you know (laughs) he's a nice person um and he and just wouldn't it wasn't the right partner for me and ended up with a great person and i mean i've never met her but she seems great from the instagram stalking that i've done um (laughs) and uh and then also just a lot, you know, a lot of comedy. I like wrote so many, I mean, I've written like probably an hour plus about just breakups mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So it's just like turning it into art and learning from the, and also like, this is so stupid, but like learning from the experiences. And I really feel like, I've taken the time um, after every breakup. I like to take a really long time after breakups uh, mm-hmm. from serious relationships before getting in again. Like I did yeah. after this, uh, after I broke up with um, our mutual friend, I'll just say his name, James. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I got in a relationship pretty quickly after that. But that's just because me and James had fizzled out a long time before we actually split. Mm-hmm. So, so I like was, didn't hit as hard. Well, I was just like, I, it was just like, Ready, and it was also like it was my decision. It was, it was just, it was just done. We just couldn't. We people, we weren't doing the things that like m- to me make a relationship work. It was just not going to happen. Mm. Like our goals were not aligned anymore. Um, and so yeah, I dated someone. I dated the guy in the open marriage right after that because that was a good thing because it's like, well, I'm not, I, I am not going to fall in love with this person just because I have really good like internal boundaries. If I set a boundary being like, this person is married, I can't fall in love with them. I won't fall in love with them. And I didn't, but he was like a very like protective, like wonderful person to see. And then after that, I, uh, yeah. And then after that I dated for like six months, the guy from corn who again was great, but just like, I got, I'm so fast now at knowing if someone is like not my soulmate. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, like guy from Corn, we're still friends. I just I, I hung out with him for New Year's. Like hey, everything is great. I'm just like you're not my person, mm-hmm. and so I just break it off because it's like I don't. I just I'd rather be alone than be with someone who's not the right fit for me. It just doesn't. Yeah. It's Absolutely. not. It's a waste of time. Every, well, it's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that's the same with um. We always say on the podcast, don't date like you have a biological clock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether you want children or you don't. Yeah. But it's that thing of do you would you rather be married to somebody just because you were a certain age. Mm-hmm. and kids that wasn't really the right person for you or that you really truly loved that you yeah. didn't feel that real match with versus like all right maybe kids aren't in the card but you know that now you're married at say like 40 right i mean i'm gonna get flack for that because I'm, I'm well aware people have babies at 40 but my mom did yeah you know. <laughs> well i you asked a doctor it. actually recently because i always just like to know what my body is up to and i just always, and i just said to my doctor last time i was there i said hey doc i go i got until 40 to change my mind and he was like yeah 
And I was like, okay, great. Just yeah, so we're on yeah, the same page. And I mean, but it's just like, it's never, that's never been something I've wanted. There have been times that I've thought about adopting, um, because I mean, I, I've tried to work on this as a joke. People really don't like it, but I mean like, if, you know, <laughs> you know how people shit on you if like your dog's not a rescue, but it's like, they were mm. totally fine making new babies. Like I kind of think like there's so many kids to be adopted. Like yeah. why are we having new ones? I think it's kind yeah. of ridiculous. Oh, um, that's my theory. Well, but even yeah. more so you want to get like real political about it. If someone is anti-abortion, but has all of their own children. I'm like, it's a little hypocritical. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. should be taking. Yeah. If your big stance is that they should give it up for adoption and it's a life and it should come to this world. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. I'm like, but I kind of feel yeah. little hypocritical. You telling me that when it's like, Oh, so did you adopt? And they're like, no. Right. It's like, so you wanted three kids. You can adopt one. Right. Yeah, two adopt one, you know? And yeah. then they're like, well, there's all these problems with adoption. It's like, well, pick a lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell a woman to have a baby and give it up. And then you're one of the many people that never took in a kid to their home. Yeah. Right. Like I might, like that's something I've like, I might do like later in life just cause I, there's so much I want to achieve and I feel like it will like it, my momentum will be fucked up. Also like, I don't need to have a kid. I was like, I had a really nice childhood and I feel like nine times out of 10 people are trying to correct something that was wrong. <laughs> and like, I'm not going to outdo my mom. My mom like did a, you know, if I do say so myself it's a spectacular job and um, and so for someone with no trauma coming into dealing with all these broken people I mean mm-hmm. I just had no I, I had no idea what to do with, with that and you know I'm out here taking people's when they say a sentence to me I believe it surface level I didn't know there's all these deeper meanings people lying and shit mm-hmm. like I just never thought to like again that's so Jersey I never thought to lie like I don't really <laughs> think about it a lot I like you, I say things and I know sometimes I say things that are hurtful but I at least they're honest you know they're not it's not masked True. and i mean i don't like and i'm also not one of those people who's like hey you look fat i'm just helping but you know, <laughs> you know i hate those people too yeah, i still have i still understand like social norms and like general decency yeah but I, I also yeah i'm not like i'm not saying one completely different thing and then it's like no it's masked because one time my mom didn't write me a note in my lunch pail it's like <laughs> it, like obviously like breakups bother me a lot but well, one thing I uh, got from you um, in terms of dealing with breakups was the recommendation to the um, How to Fix a Broken Heart TED Talk. Yeah, Guy Winch. By Guy Winch, yeah. And specifically the TED Talk emphasizes one very helpful piece of information. Most, it's, it's truly in my s- almost seven years of working in relationships, the most helpful content I've ever mm-hmm. come across, and it's 12 minutes long. Yeah, but the big thing from it is, uh, well, also the book we read, and it also isn't that long yeah either. it's a very kind of quick easy read the I'm only a pretty thing that, slow reader it's embarrassing <laughs> and i did got through it but the only thing about the book is like it literally is called how to fix a broken heart that it's like yeah maybe that's a kindle purchase you know what i mean like that's <laughs> yeah it's don't want that on the subway but that's the point of the pod is like we are reading the embarrassing book and then just giving the uh, summary to you yeah. so but the oh, big, i have crazy ones that i'll walk around with like calling in the one like i'll just like a fucking psycho <laughs> that's a new one someone just recommended to us yeah that my we'll therapist be like loves all these books and like so i i read them because yeah. even if they don't help me i'm like well i have a podcast about this yeah (laughs) no but it does help i mean it just sucks because it's like titles are just the advertising right right they're they're just want to speak to you of basically you just went through a breakup so you see how to fix a broken heart you're interested you know what it's about (laughs) it's like podcast titles it's the same thing yeah so uh but the big part from the ted talk real briefly we want to kind of go through is uh the advice they give is essentially to keep a list (laughs) on your phone (laughs) that is all the reasons a relationship didn't work or like the negative qualities of that person that you didn't like. Right. It's so important. I'm someone (laughs) I sensationalize after a breakup. Everyone does that. Yeah. yeah, It's so bad. And you just think about like all the good stuff and it's like, well, they were actually kind of terrible in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And, sorry. Oh no, I was just agreeing. Well, I was going to say the one part of the book I found like the easiest way to understand it too is like, love is an addiction it's like a drug yeah and so it's like there's so many similarities between addiction and heartbreak that you think about the person who broke your heart and it can be like distorted in so many ways because Mm -hmm. you're addicted to the joys that it brought you but at the same time it's kind of like no you need to you need to kind of x those things you need to focus on what were the negative things that like drugs did to your life like <laughs> oh, they, like, yeah <laughs> like you felt good when it was happening and, and you know it's like fun to have some drinks you know but you're like oh if i keep losing custody of my kids though it's pretty bad you know or whatever the negative is it's ruining your life yeah. exactly um but just to give like a little quote from the book on this section specifically it says uh by idealizing the person who broke our heart and recalling only polished versions of our lives with them we're actually inflating the magnitude of our loss in our own eyes mm-hmm. or emotion our emotional plane and relaying our or, sorry delaying our recovery which i think is true 
Because yeah, that's absolutely. the thing of like, you really feel a loss is a loss when you keep basically missing it as being a part of your life. Yeah. And the positive parts. Yeah. And like, also like, I mean, I, I wrote a chapter in uh, our book fucked, but I mean like with that, that I still refer to for refer to myself, but I think like, it's also like with the um, social media, like you're, you have to block unfriend unfollow like as yeah. soon as possible. And I know that's hard because that feels like the second kind of part of the breakup. That's like, Oh, it's really over. You're not even mm-hmm. seeing them anymore, but it is so cruel. Anytime, as soon as I've done that, that's when I've really been able to like, let go and then yeah. of course if that person keeps reaching out to you <clears throat> um <laughs> may, it's harder to heal thank yeah. you but if they give you space i mean i there's people are fucking blocked on venmo and they still get to me i go have i not sent a message <laughs> if i blocked you on venmo even though you owe, you owe me a thousand dollars a thousand dollars um uh it's you know i really i, I it's literally worth a thousand dollars and ever it's worth i would pay actually ten thousand dollars more to never hear mm. from these people again you know yeah. yeah well that's also why it's very hard to get over a breakup when there isn't a specific reason that basically mm-hmm. makes you hate them yeah like not that you know i don't know maybe people do sit there sometimes and go yeah it's almost like i wish they like cheated on me or something and it yeah. just easily vilifies them for sure yeah for even sure. though it will still hurt and you still will miss them but they're that's like a real solid list reason in your phone that's like hey <laughs> remember they cheated on you <laughs> not for you like do you want that to keep Bad happening column. Leave. yeah <laughs> well sometimes it's fun and you break up because other things are going around and then you find out bonus a year later oh they also cheated on you so that's also mm. fun well so I had to one list. of those like three years later <laughs> someone texted me I screenshotted it to him I was like I don't want to talk to you I just want you to know I know yeah, yeah. no, no it's I like it's the know. gift that keeps on giving really yeah. it I is. mean that's truly the nail in the coffin would be yeah. for me as a like I just had the breakup but it's like if a year later I found out like oh you started hooking up with someone before we broke off that would yeah. just be like oh well, if anything, you'd be like, well, glad it ended sooner rather than later. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, well, it's interesting because I'm actually just because I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little like new agey with my relationship stuff. But like for me, cheating, it depends. If you're someone who's just started hooking up fully with another person, obviously, that's the end. If it's a one time cheat, I actually am not. That's not a deal breaker for me. Really? I need to know the circumstances. Well, I was going to say, is it also levels of cheating? Is it the like I was in a bar talking to some girl we made out? Oh, if I'd... you made out of drunk, I don't give a shit. Oh, okay. Honestly, just wash your mouth out and don't even tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a really, I'm like really into cleanliness. Like I, that's cause that's just something that, something like that is something that's going to irk me but it's also like I don't even need to know but yeah. if you if you had sex with someone especially if we're ha- if we, you know we're in a late relationship where we're not having condoms which is all my relationships um you well, especially yeah 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 just like safety wise safety wise mm-hmm. I need to know or even you know and and then just like that's a deeper thing it's also like I don't really be- like you, no matter how drunk you were I've never just drunk and I've gotten ripped guys. <laughs> I've never just had sex with someone who I wouldn't have had sex. So with sober and I truly, and, and so mm-hmm. that to me is bullshit. You can make out with someone and blame it on alcohol. You can't fully, in, unless you're doing it like in a bar bathroom or like, I mean, I did fuck someone just straight up at Christina's birthday party. That was my boyfriend though. Um, but like, if you go home to your house, remove your clothes and have yeah. sex with someone, I don't buy that. That doesn't just happen. Yeah, a commute mm-hmm. is That's involved. Bullsh- yeah. yeah. That's fucking bullshit. That's, you got a whole, I don't care if the cab rides five minutes yeah. or 20 minutes. Take it's some like, personal responsibility. There's, there's yeah. at some point that I should have popped up in mm-hmm. your head. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, there's, yeah, there's that person that I'm doing. I'm basically betraying. Right. Yeah, I can send a fully a fully correctly uh, typewritten text message blackout drunk. I can decide not to fuck someone that I shouldn't be <laughs> fucking. Please, but that wouldn't be a deal breaker for you. Um, a sex? Is it, no, I, I like sex. Uh, I need to ha- know the circumstances. Okay. If it was a, a continuous thing, um, especially like either either continuous with the same person or continuous with just like different, like where you're like a serial cheater. Um, and also I just found out yesterday. Um, there was there's like a, a podcast about. Uh, domestic abuse and uh, serial cheating on your partner is considered emotional abuse because mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the trauma that it puts the other person through. And I definitely, I knew, I had a friend who was serial cheating on his girlfriend and I like begged him, like his longtime girlfriend. I begged him. I was like, you have to break up with her. I was yeah. like, this is so terrible what you're doing. And like, she knows too. She yeah. knows God. this is so traumatic like for her. And, the, and like the very fact that she's not walking away from it, like just shows how deeply like fucked up the whole thing is yeah but she can't even walk away she's just so used to being like hit in the in the face with with emotion it's so awful yeah what's i mean 
I don't know if this is funny, but uh, a lot of times when either someone's dating somebody and say like the girl hasn't quote put out yet, right? They've been on a handful of dates and you'll have a guy friend that's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's not that it's everything, but at a certain point, like how many more dates or how much longer we're going to hang out. Yeah. Or also like the circumstance that you just said of like, why won't they leave this relationship? Now being someone that has herpes, my brain immediately just goes like, well, maybe they have herpes. (laughs) Like sometimes there's, no, no, no. Sometimes there's something there. Maybe it's not herpes, but it's almost like a lot of people have a certain thing maybe that it's like, they're just so terrified to go back out into the world. Sure. And deal with that thing and deal with the rejection from that thing. Yeah. Specifically like herpes yeah it's like the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't know it's why we reelect presidents who aren't good like and mm. you know and it's like every you know ever if like say if like trump wins the election again like i'm not gonna be that surprised because well first of all some people like him um mm-hmm. and then also just like you know people people like the comfort of knowing like at least how bad something is going to be True. It's yeah. rather than walking into the unknown with the possibility of greatness, but with the possibility of things getting even worse. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's also why with breakups, it's hard because you're there's the parts of them that you love and you idealize. And it's almost like every person is not perfect. So it's like there's going to be stuff you don't like about whoever you date. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like, OK, if you were to make a pros and cons list about anyone you ever dated there, they have stuff in both categories. Mm-hmm. Sure. So like this advice is basically being like, just focus on those cons, though. Like focus on those cons. Don't mm-hmm. worry so much about the pros. Well, for but, me, I did also less traits and more like specific instances where like the person made me feel like not great. Because like uh, for me, like I, I, relationships don't sit well with me in general just because like I'm walking around like feeling pretty much like 100 percent like great all the time. And not, I'm not, I'm not, that doesn't mean like happy all the time. I'm certainly sad a lot, but just like feeling a very full, confident version of myself. Mm-hmm. And if anything, most times relationships make me show my worst qualities uh, or uh, in the instance of, you know, our friend actually like lower my self-confidence, which mm. is a whole abuse cycle in, in and of itself. Right. So, yeah, it's very weird. Well, on that note. I do think it would be a fun little exercise if we all share maybe a few things we have from lists of yeah. our exes, of things to remind us to get over it. Because uh, one of the quotes from the book said, "We focus much what we focus on, uh, much less are their flaws, the annoying habits, the arguments, tensions, the interests and friendships we gave up to be with them, the times they did make us feel terrible about ourselves, times we cried, times we were miserable, and the moments that we couldn't actually stand them. <laughs> which I feel like that, that especially is uh that's always i think the marriage saying people yeah. are always like oh you know have we thought about divorce never murder many times yeah. <laughs> but uh molly i feel like you have some really good pet peeve ones okay on your list. we'll start with some fun ones before we get serious <laughs> all right so from your last relationship uh only texts in lowercase letters says he dislikes uppercase Oh God! <laughs> what wait, a weird ass that's a thing. Conversation we had. Can I wait? Can I ask this? Yeah. Was it also text that would be like the letter U instead of writing out U? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot that of that is tough. Yeah. Jesus. You like, could be I'm... the smartest person in the world. You text like that. That's he wasn't the smartest well, person I'm in the not... world. <laughs> that's for sure. I'm not saying he was. <laughs> oh, that's very specific. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're doing. Oh, we're doing funny ones first. No, you can do yeah. whatever ones you want. Well, I, I could do. Um, he follows an odd amount of porn accounts on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, Does I was he like, them? I was like, you know, we could see that, right? Because <laughs> uh, sometimes guys don't know. I was like, yeah. I, I could. You could. I was like, you could do that, but like mix it up with some other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> oh man. Um, one of mine, I guess, is more fun. Would just be uh, has seen every movie ever, so then it takes forever to pick a damn movie. <laughs> That's oh annoying. God. Which, or second side of that is when uh, it's the thing of them being like, oh, you've never seen this movie? That's crazy. I'm like, well, let's watch it. And they're like, no, I've never seen it. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not going to continue to see the things I haven't seen. That yeah. also seems like someone stuff. who like is, it just like has too much free time and is not achieving things <laughs> if they've seen <laughs> that many movies. <laughs> Unless they have oh, like a damn. thing that's like movie time every day. But even that, I mean, a movie's two hours. I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm more of a show gal. I like you yeah. throw on a show. But that, yeah. that was actually another reason I wrote. It was like, movie guy tv show person yeah mm. that, uh, sometimes there's a little conflict in that tv yeah, show absolutely. is for the working woman <laughs> 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 movies are pe- for people who don't have a future oh, and that's i say that as someone who went to film school so. 
Oopsie daisy. <laughs> well, it was partly frustrating because it'd be like, why is this taking forever to pick a movie when we're just going by one you haven't seen? Because right. trust me, if you yeah. haven't seen it, I haven't seen it. So yeah. I was just sitting there being like, I'll give you full control of picking the movie. Yeah. It's on your list. Because when I try to pick it, it's like, nope, seen it, seen it. Even like, you know, the random ones on Netflix that you're like, I don't even know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> it's an indie film. Yeah. <laughs> That's always alarming. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Molly, you have one more you want to throw in? Uh, sure. Um, his hair was longer than mine and he wanted to talk about it. What? <laughs> Very weird and specific. Yeah. Like, and like competitively, he wanted to talk about it. He was just like, this is weird that my hair is longer. I was like, it's weird that you're bringing it up. <laughs> so. Oh man. You have pretty yeah. long hair. Well, it was shorter. Oh, at the okay. Time. But yeah, I mean, his was pretty long. I'm comfortable with that though. My dad has long hair. So. Yeah. I, I thought it was like hot. I was yeah, into you're it. with him. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like, <laughs> it's I, like I was like, I'm here, dude. You're like, like, I'm already here. Yeah. I don't. I was like, are you saying you don't like mine? Is uh, that what this is going on? That would be like if uh, I was dating someone that I was oh, taller than they kept being like you know isn't it just weird that you're yeah. taller than me i'd be like not it's been this way the whole time <laughs> <laughs> nothing's changing i didn't have a growth spurt out of nowhere yeah it's <laughs> not like i it chopped is. it and was like yeah. hey we're especially, switching it up yeah especially anything like that where you're like i'm here yeah. i'm committed <laughs> i'm i'm trying i, I don't feel know. like this is just bothering you what else do you want from me <laughs> yeah. Right. Do you have any other ones you want to share, Corinne? Oh, sure. We can go on all day. I forgot okay. how long this list is. Yeah, I was unimpressed. I was just, I brought <laughs> yeah. it up earlier being like, do you still have that list? You're like, oh, do I? Start scrolling it's, through. It's, <laughs> the, it's truly the most, most helpful thing I've ever um, read. Uh, he ruined some of your biggest achievements by picking a fight or making them about him. And then in parentheses, I wrote JFL edition pilot taping. Ooh. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's like a consistent pattern. And like sometimes you don't realize uh, until you step away and you go, oh, yeah, anytime I was doing something like in important he picked a fight obviously it was like because he was jealous and insecure of his own career and i'm like well we could have talked about that like you didn't have to ruin my achievement like i'm, I'm very I, I understand like i think even though in you know i look like a psychopath on twitter and i'm well aware of that it's not like it's not like oh am i coming off like a psychopath yeah it's, it's curated assholes <laughs> um <laughs> well, i didn't know uh, i'm like like so my mom my mom reads my twitter like without a grain of salt and i was like mom i was like if that wasn't a little bit performative i was like you should have locked me up in a mental facility years ago <laughs> i was like I'm, I'm doing it because the people like it you know um but uh yeah i uh I, i'm like open to talking about things and like feeling well we can you know analyze your feelings on on stuff it's a yeah. tough business i know there's uh, there's millions of days when i wake up and i go yeah, i should just open a florist shop this is a big waste of everyone's time you know but i don't so <laughs> yeah i mean i feel like in general I don't know if it's because, quote, women are more sensitive or more take, like, the nurturing role yeah. of basically putting someone else's needs before yours. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like we've all been there where there's scenarios where you're like, oh, I want to have this conversation or I want to bring something up or, but if they currently are either, like, one, having something, a great day, super success, uh-huh. like, well, I'm not going to bring down, you know, their parade. Yeah. But yeah. there's also the days where it's like, they are having a very tough day. Yeah. And mm-hmm. something, they got bad news and you're like, yeah, maybe not the time for me to be like, well, I'm since you're already upset, let's just be more upset. (laughs) Right. And basically like announce those things. I think women are a little, little more sensitive to being like, not a good time. Yeah. But also like, uh, you know, women, I think women, if you're taking like the traditional woman role in a heterosexual relationship, you're so used to like catering to the guy and, and to putting your needs secondary. And I think that's a real problem. So it's not Mm -hmm. to like rub something in someone's face if they're having a bad day. But also, if you have a partner who is having a bad day and you achieving something is going to make their day worse, that is not the partner for you. Mm -hmm. That should improve their day, too, because you're in it for a team effort. And that's how I always think of things. It's like if one of us is succeeding, like the the duo is succeeding. Mm -hmm. It's good, you know, in theory for the brand. Like so, for instance, like my comedy partner, Christina, if she gets something successful, it's like. Would I prefer it be me? Yes. I'm saying that out loud because I I hate when people go, no, that's such a, what a stupid, of course I wish it was me. (laughs) I wish everything was me. Duh. And I fucking hate when people lie. However, it's great. I'm happy for her because she works hard and she's doing shit. So that's number one. And then number two, she's my comedy partner. So it's great for us as as a duo because it's like when she's succeeding, we are also succeeding. And that's what you need to get in the pattern of doing. And if that's not happening, in your in your you shouldn't be competing 
competing with your partner. That's wacky. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Feel more like a team effort. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Of course. And I mean, of course there can be like healthy competition. Like if you're like going to the gym together and you do like a little weight loss competition, like if you, but I mean, not every personality is, you know, that can turn into an eating disorder. So just know know, know yourself. There's boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. Boundaries. (laughs) Um, This book also says that women take on the role of just, putting the blame on themselves mm. um and i think that's really interesting of just like i've noticed i've done this in my past relationships of like trying to confront an issue and then just making what they were doing kind of like blaming myself for it. And it's like well that's not helping it because it's just going to happen again right yeah we we love blaming ourselves yeah. i blame myself a little less actually <laughs> in this last i blame him completely um <laughs> wow it's all, it's all it just takes time it <laughs> yeah. just takes time to flip between what did i do wrong did I mess up? Was there something I did or said mm-hmm. to then just be like, no, nah, it was you. Well, <laughs> for sure. Cause the, the entire impetus for guys we fucked was what am I doing wrong as a girlfriend? And then I very quickly learned that it wasn't, you know, it's just things like we just, you know, weren't the, the match meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. And then, so years later when I'm, you know, in, in my next, you know, and I, and I also took a four year break and I dated people and had like, you know, I, there was a guy I dated on, you know, on and off for two years in that time. But I, after Frank, who was the impetus for guys, we fucked, I didn't date anyone until James seriously. So that's a, and I took a four year gap, but I wasn't just fucking, you know, getting drunk and fucking people in those four years. I took four years to really take a look at myself and what I wanted and put the work in. And so by the time I entered that relationship, I was like, I'm, I'm I'm functioning at a higher level than most people my age because very few people take a four-year hiatus in their mm-hmm. you know uh, late 20s to just analyze themselves as a person and of course that's a luxury that mm-hmm. I had that I was able to do that but uh, I was like taking it really fucking seriously because I was like I don't want something to end like that again and then of course this ended worse but you know that's neither here nor there <laughs> <laughs> I tried <laughs> fucking try well i was gonna say do you feel like it's harder to get over a relationship when there isn't a specific reason of why it ended yeah i mean you you know as guy winch says at a certain point you just have to pick a reason yourself he's like just pick a reason and that is it and like and i think they also talk about summarizing um in one sentence why that person is not good for you and i think that was also really helpful and like kind of just make that your mantra and repeat that to yourself (laughs) it's so so it's it seems so silly but it's so so helpful yeah Uh, it's like uh it's almost like the elevator pitch (laughs) yeah what's the elevator pitch or why it didn't end yeah like long story short of me and eggs benedict would be uh it wasn't moving forward uh from what it was right it was great it was fun it was good it wasn't that they're a bad person uh and there was no specific reason that it ended which kind of makes it harder sometimes Mm -hmm. because the whole time you're like then why didn't it work right and you kind of essentially just have to pick one thing my my biggest thing is uh you know you weren't you weren't his girlfriend you know like he never was fully (laughs) in i mean that's a good thing to keep repeating to yourself yeah (laughs) i'm just saying yeah you know it's like for sure i agree with you yeah because really how the convo really mainly came up was it wasn't even planned and stuff it was i invited him to get dinner when my parents were coming Uh uh-huh and i knew i i knew he was gonna say no like i knew it but it was right after he told the story we were talking. We were just like having a great day. It was Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> you know? Classic couple's nice day. Nice day off from work. Big couple's day, you know? <laughs> celebrating Dr. King and everything. And <laughs> But it was like we had breakfast. We went to a museum. We were just having a drink in a bar. And then we were talking. And something came up. We were talking about like romance or have you ever been in love? And he told this story about his ex that the whole time during the story, all of a sudden I just was like, oh, that's not going to be me. There was something in my gut just being like, that's never going to be you. Mm-hmm. And then, like you kind of know that, and your yeah. gut. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, my parents are coming to down Thursday." <laughs> <laughs> like part of me was like felt the irk to push it because it's almost like you want the no so you can just like, end it. it like you know yeah. you want the no to dinner yeah. I, although i have had full-on boyfriends who i've refused to eat meals with their I, that's just not i don't do that like I, i've done i did it like well once. let me tell you something he doesn't either <laughs> <laughs> we got a guy for you yeah maybe you guys i just don't i dated someone for five years and my parents never had a meal with them it's just really? it's just i don't it's for me i just i don't care what my parents think i really i mean i don't think it's that it's uh, i think it's more how your family is 
Some yeah. families are very no, like, we your don't. family, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, we know your family. My fam- family's around. Your family, around. your family will just knock on the door. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're lucky they didn't show up to the first date. You know what I mean? And that's like, we laugh. I'm like, I'm serious. No. That's, that's, I've been like about to go on a date before. And my mom's like, where are you going? I'm like, why? She's like, you think I'm going to show up? I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are going to send an aunt or something to just, just casually bump into me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I technically told my aunt about Eggs Benedict before my mom just because I was like with her on a Sunday. Yeah. Sure. And uh, I got picked up from Jersey and it kind of was like, why is Erica in New Jersey? <laughs> it's like, uh, well, yeah, you know, I'm seeing somebody whatnot. But I could you tell. You were dating a person in New Jersey? Yeah, Jersey. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, but, uh, <laughs> That's problem number one. <laughs> I mean, you're from there. You're allowed to say uh, it's that. Not, no, it's not because but it's New you, Jersey. Oh, it's just, the, just the, a length of travel. I mean, I really yeah. liked them. That's, and we live in Queens. You know, but, uh, but that whole conversation with my aunt, I felt it where I was like, you're taking notes to immediately tell my mom. Like, <laughs> even if just like, what's their name? And I'm like, oh, you're all on Instagram. You're going to look it up. Like, oh you God. know, there's certain things like uh, they sneak those questions in. First, it's like, oh, how'd you meet? Da, 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 da. And then they're like, what's his name? And you're like, oh, nope. <laughs> you got to catch it. Like, nope. Not letting you fall in that trap. Jeez. Um, but I mean, in general, I think it's why, I mean, the first part of this chapter of the book, um, well, the chapter is called The Many Mistakes That Set Us Back. So that's the part we're focusing on today. Mm-hmm. But um the first part of the chapter everything you've done i summarized yeah, it is, <laughs> everything you've done before now is yeah. a mistake um but the big part that it starts with is the importance of achieving closure and a lot of people when things end specifically <clears throat> i think things that aren't a full relationship like the you go on two dates maybe three and then you just never hear from that person again yeah the question's always like what was it yeah what i do wrong was there a reason was there a thing so mm-hmm. you it, didn't do anything wrong. The person wasn't wor- worthy of you. End of story. Move on. Yeah. Truly. Like, I, like that's that for me is like very easy to get over. Um, I mean, I also I just like I'm, I'm only really dating people that I kind of know. So it's not like a common thing that could even happen just for logistically. But also it's like, do not waste any time thinking of people who like didn't want to see you more than two or three times. Like, that's just not that's just so clearly not your person. Like, right. like mm-hmm. they should be fucking excited to see you passionate. You know, all these things that we want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think at the core, sometimes you just, you just feel like, oh, it's never, it's almost like the, it's never going to work. Not necessarily with yeah. that person, but just the exhaustion of dating. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I just, I just will stop then. <laughs> I just, I, tr- I just take for long periods where I just stop. And then so, someone always floats around. <laughs> just live your life the way you want to. Just make sure you like to do male. I do a lot of male activities, but I truly enjoy them. What? Like so, what? Like, what I mean, like I, I'm always in a male dominated field. Like I was in film school. I was, mm-hmm. that's male dominated field. Comedy, male dominated field. Uh, I do like, uh, like, uh, like athletic stuff with my dog. That's, there's a lot of men running around with their dogs. I talk to more people at, I was the, say, at dog the dog is a park yeah. than dog. anyone. I mean, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to like. We're not getting a dog, Molly. <laughs> I don't want to tell look. people to adopt an animal <laughs> to get fucked, but like. It works. It does work. But like, I genuinely, like, like I, I always say, do the things that you want to do and that you genuinely enjoy. Because I think women are make this mistake where we're always like, where can I go to meet men? And mm-hmm. that's ridiculous yep. because you're going to get stuck doing things for the rest of your life that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So live the life that you want to do, do the activities that you want to do. Obviously they have to be like, it can't be like going to the nail salon. It has to be something <laughs> that like a man would do, um, but that you genuinely enjoy. And then you will find people who are on the same path as you. And then you're not, f- you're not forcing things. You're mm-hmm. living your life, you're achieving things. And then someone will con- walk into your path um like or more organically i was gonna say the part i think that is really hard though specifically like us we do comedy right sure because this is how i feel of like part of the sadness of like the breakup ending is that is truly that feeling for me that you're like man i never meet anybody is mm-hmm. the feeling specifically if you're i'm in comedy and i'm actively very much trying to not date mm-hmm. comedians or just hook up with comedians right and it's okay. but it's like that you're very outnumbered it would be easy but it's like it's that work flow they're the people yeah. that are always around you're gonna run into them you're gonna see them again so it's like it's just for the better to not but then it's like okay well if i work all day on you know podcasts other stuff i have like a slight work from home job uh and then at night i'm doing comedy almost every night then it's like i just feel trapped in this circle or mm-hmm. I almost feel forced of like, mm-hmm. if you want to meet somebody, you have to do online or you have to do X, Y, Z. Or, I mean, from what you just said, it sounds like it's like, well, you have to just make yourself take days off to do That's other activities. If, if having a real, see, a lot of times, like I, 
for me, being in a relationship just isn't important enough for me to take time off. But if it sounds like it might be to you, so then, yeah, you have to have a designated day where, like, it doesn't have to be, like, a day where you just, like, walk around with, like, a rose in your hand and a dress. <laughs> like, a day... I, yeah. And I think this is also... This is good because I think when you're as far into comedy as we are, you get stuck in a pattern where you're doing so much comedy that you no longer have anything to write about. So I true, do, like... A, I do, like, a creative day. Like, I do, like, inspiration days. Mm -hmm. And on those days, I'll go to the... I'll go see some other type of art. I'll go to a museum. I'll... I'll, sometimes I fucking go to events that I know are probably going to be ridiculous. Like one time I like agreed to speak on a, a, a panel about menstruation because I thought it would make me want to blow my brains out. And I was like, I'll get some jokes off this. <laughs> Honestly, it ended up being really nice. And I met, but I met some great people like just yeah. do, do something like that. Um, and uh, uh, and that's your day. So it's you're you're killing two birds with one stone because I know you're a workaholic like me. So it's like you're well, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, post breakup especially. Yeah, so I'm it's like, like you, you don't get, have to answer anybody. Yeah. you're just you get to do something that's inspirational for comedy, yeah. and also you could it's it opens up the opportunity to meet to meet somebody there as well. Yeah, because so. the other but the other part too, I just thought of while you were talking was um the other thing too of like okay, I'm taking off this one day a week, and even if it is like something you love and just having fun. But specifically, I get then anxious of like, okay, you had, like we had a, I had a night off last night of like I was at a party, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, are we going to a bar after? But then sometimes there's this subconscious pressure that like, okay, you're not doing comedy right now. You're in a bar full of people that are not comedians. Fucking go talk to somebody. Do something. like, And then you're annoyed of having that night out. That's like you took that night off. And okay, the main purpose wasn't like, I'm going to meet my husband right now. Yeah, but it, there's right. something in you sometimes you're like, now I have this kind of pressure self-pressure being like well this is this is a big night now you gotta you gotta make it a great time whether it's you're seeing friends you're like well it's gotta be the most fun because i haven't seen you guys in so long yeah but especially when you have that like oh i would love to like meet someone feeling is such a it's a weird pressure to be in a bar and kind of feel that and you're like or or you feel like the night's a waste if you don't just talk to one person. Yeah, yeah. You got, you're putting way too much pressure on yourself. That's why it's not working. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> people can smell. People can smell saying, that too. Like, right, right. I'm saying yeah. it takes. A, you got to get to a certain point where you don't feel that pressure. Yeah, yeah. Like as right now, I'm kind of numb. So I'm like, I'm probably pretty good at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like go out with a friend who you know is like really good. Like, I'll, like I'm pretty introverted uh, in like uh, social settings. So I'll always bring a friend with me. Like Christina's great at that. Who's like a good wing woman. Mm -hmm. Just a friend who's gonna good at opening conversations and that you can either like kind of like they can throw it over to you or you can mm -hmm. not throw it over to you if you decide that you just don't want to talk to anyone that night which is me always yeah and I was gonna say it's also hard to balance of like when you are trying to like do like on the work grind and like hang out with friends and like catch up with people and actually like focus on your friendships too and like right. have you ever been out and you have the friends who are just like searching for men it's like what can't we just hang out like i don't yeah. want to do a lap right now like mm -hmm. when i was younger i did i don't i don't anymore just because i'm fa i'm hanging out with like mostly female comedians okay. and like because like most of my friends who aren't comics are gay men so okay. and i mean <laughs> they're just you know they're kind of like always having sex but they do it quick and then they come back to the table like <laughs> but you're, like you're, your friend will be gone for 10 minutes and you'll be like oh i fucked someone in the bathroom and i go oh thanks this, this i love i love it you, you know get it done <laughs> efficient <laughs> very efficient i like an efficient friend yeah <laughs> so uh one last part of this chapter that we want to touch on is called how avoidance supersizes grief and this is something of it's partly the like things that make you really feel it that mm -hmm. you can easily avoid like when i had the breakup uh i kind of did i think we talked about this before of like you like double down on sadness mm -hmm. like it's it was good that i made myself be like okay you're gonna you're just gonna have a week where you really don't do any work like yeah. you're just you're gonna be sad and do whatever you know find things that make you happy work out mm -hmm. do, like do things that could distract yourself because i would sit down to try to do work and i was too like upset yeah kind of thing so it was just like well this is very unproductive now i'm just sad in a coffee shop in front of people that's <laughs> 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 not fun either um but this was really interesting. It brought up basically places or things you used to do with that person that remind you of them, which initially at first is like in a natural reaction to just like avoid them. So it says like one of the most common ways we seek to limit our emotional distress is to withdraw from people and activities that remind us of what we have lost. So example would be like if you started watching a TV show with that person, you don't watch it anymore or more importantly, things of like that are public, like uh, we'd always go to this brunch spot or mm -hmm. uh, we'd always go to this bar. 
Um, which this is something that New York City we have an advantage where it's like there's a million places. Yeah, I'm trying to think, and I'm just like, what are the things that I would have to avoid, like fighting and not paying my rent? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I think a little bit maybe it is that social media of cracking yeah. that habit of yeah. like revisiting their page, or it talks about batch unfollowing was a theory from a study about how after a breakup people often lose it said 15 to 20 followers as friends that's take wild. sides or drop one member of like the couple oh yeah mm. well but, that's that's people who are just too in like intertwined into friend circles yeah. yeah i was gonna say i'm pro if you unfollow their friends like if yeah. you're blocking oh, the yeah. person you dated or muting or whatever and then you do the same because it's like especially now with like Instagram stories, mm-hmm. you can just have the surprise of the face. Of the oh person you yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. Like they're in someone else's Instagram. It's like, <clears> well, <throat> yeah. But like, I, I think that's wild. Like I'm not going to unfollow eggs Benedict. Like I don't, that's a, his life doesn't bother me. Like, you yeah. know, like he I also think doesn't that's post that much. So I'm a little lucky, but well, yeah, yeah. But like as the friend to unfollow, that's what it's saying. Yeah. I've never but thought like, to do this move whatsoever no, on either what? side. Well, sometimes though, it's like, I, like I, if there are certain people, like who, if I had a bad breakup with someone and my friends didn't unfollow him, I go that like, to me, that's like a disloyal. It's like, mm. cause it's like, why are you, it's like, okay, so why are you friends with that person? If you're, they're only friends with that person because of you, they need to, everyone, everyone needs to unfollow. If it was a bad breakup, if it was an amicable mm. breakup, they can, you can keep following. Yeah. But like fair. if someone did something shitty, like, yeah, that's part of your duty as a friend is to be, mad at someone even if you don't feel that madness in your heart <laughs> and everybody knows that that's kind of being the down ass bitch you know? yeah yeah no exactly you had to be someone's ride or die it's like i literally told someone one time so like i had a, a comedian friend of mine broke up with another comedian that comedian asked me to do his podcast i said listen i have nothing against you personally me between me and you but i was like you fucking broke my friend's heart you know i can't do your goddamn podcast and he yeah, was like i got it and i was fair. like i just told him point like i was like i'm not gonna play games with you i'm telling you this is exactly why but I cannot do your podcast. I was mm-hmm. like, that is, I am her friend, not your friend. I just right. cannot That's happen. Right. Or it's like, even if you did at your core kind of be like, no, nah, I think this person's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say that. Yeah. You just, you just give the reason. The reason's yeah. like, look, you dated my friend. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's weird. Even if they just like invite you to a birthday party, something, and you're just like, yeah, it's weird, and it would hurt my friend if I went. Yeah, and, it's, that's it. and it's like you don't need me there. I'm not like you're one of your core friends. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Um, but one thing it actually recommends, especially for like places you go, is to basically go there and you have to do like a cleanse. It calls it. So you have to go there, but associate it with like a different memory. Oh yeah. So like if there was a brunch spot, you would always go with that guy. It's like now make it your brunch spot with friends. That's mm-hmm. tough. Which I'm like. Uh, it's it's weird it has to be a place that's both of your spots yeah i can't imagine like uh, when i had to break up but the conversation was in a bar that is a bar he goes to a lot yeah that i'm like i'm mainly avoiding that because i'm like what am i gonna walk into that bar and you're there with some other girl it's like how yeah. is that i'm just like preclaiming it <laughs> yeah. like, this is mine oh, now <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't have to i do i do that with clothes like there's like be like, full shirts that i have like a just like a bad vibe because i got in, like a really bad fight in them and then i mm. do rewear them to something that has like medium to high stakes just to like cleanse the shirt and have it have a good memory mm. yeah i like that i do that all the time but i mean I'm trying to think. The places thing is weird for me because I've had breakups in like a small town and in New York. And mm-hmm. like, obviously, it's a lot different in New York. It's easy to avoid. But I was living in Rutland, Vermont and had this awful breakup. And there are literally like two bars that people go to and like one gym. I would just like see my ex constantly. Oof. It was like, I can't get a good memory here. Like, yeah. you were just staring at me across the bar. Yeah. Like, Especially if they're there. Because the, yeah. bi- the big piece it says about when you're reclaiming you know your territory when you are there you can't reinforce and reference the person yeah like you can't be at the brunch with your friends at your brunch spot that was you know the two of you yeah and you can't at all bring up that person's name or like memory anything yeah. that has to do with them it's like no, no 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 now you're just now they're in your head right they're in your head at your little brunch spot yeah you yeah. keep retarnishing the place with their name yeah right I don't know. I guess I'm more of a fan of just finding new spots. Like <laughs> I just have toxic run-ins. I, well, listen, I mean, it's just one of the few things we've talked about on the podcast that we're like, actually big advantage being in New York. Yeah. <laughs> there's many bars. There's many places you can go. Many things you could do. Uh, I have run into exes in New York though. Oh, for sure. Like, You'd be surprised. So, like, and it, yeah. it's such a big city, how much you can run into people that you, I always run into, yeah. i never run into people that I like. I always run into people that I don't like. Or <laughs> yeah. That, you know, that's <laughs> like, con- that's like constant. It's the, yeah. it's the rule of the universe of in a course. way. <laughs> of course. I, ri- 
Oh, no, sorry. No, I was going to say, I was like, you know, like the people that you really love, like you kind of know where, what they're doing. Right. <laughs> you, know? you make plans with them. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually ran into a guy who's obviously now an ex while we were like mid breakup and not speaking oh, boy. at yeah, the bar boy. that like I introduced him to. I go to like walk up and he's smoking a cigarette out front and we have to like basically brush shoulders so that I can get in because it was like so crowded. But at the same time, like I couldn't just like pivot and walk away because it was like already committed and like had crossed the street before I saw him. It was so uncomfortable. He goes back into the bar and all of his friends are just staring at me. I was like, this is actually my spot. Like, yeah. It looks like you're just like a stalker now. Yeah. Like I just hey, look nuts. Yeah. <laughs> that like, would annoy me. But text me back. Like, <laughs> Uh, that would really annoy me. Yeah, like this crazy. clearly was my favorite place to go. Yeah, and it feels I'm, I don't know if petty or spiteful is the correct word, but that's how it feels if they were to be like, "I'm here reclaiming it." I'd be yeah. like, Get, "I mean, especially mine." It's like you live in Jersey. What are you you're gonna come to the place down the street yeah. for me and Astoria, Queens? Yeah, <laughs> that's over an hour commute for you to really send a message. You know, <laughs> that felt like a fuck you. Like he was doing a fuck you move. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, because I mean, let's be honest. Most men have what three spots they take women. Yeah. Like three go to, they're like, oh, this bar is really good lighting and nice date spot. Uh, this brunch place, this what? Like we all kind of maybe naturally have a couple places. Yeah. Like that was something Ex Benedict asked me if I took him to a really good um like Thai food place. Mm-hmm. He was like kind of jokingly like, oh, how many guys have you brought to this Thai food place? I'm like, just you. That's <laughs> like you're the first one. <laughs> you know? So does that make you feel special, <laughs> asshole? <laughs> you know? But it's this weird thing that I was like, yeah, man, I get, there's plenty of places in this neighborhood we could go. Yeah. yeah, like I mean, I haven't been back there yet. But that's not why. But uh, <laughs> we'll go make new memories. Yeah, new memories. <laughs> and if the food is good, you can just get it seamless. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not never true. having the pad see you ever again. To such a deaf person. Um, yeah, I mean, the one thing it says about digital stuff. I mean, sorry, social media stuff is digital reminders of our broken hearts can easily haunt us, and with social media, the unexpected viral encounters can be both painful and shocking. Yeah. Well, of course, because like viral media, like uh, stuff on social media is always going to be like positive stuff too. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. But it's also like something of uh, very basic of like, uh, I never hit the point in the relationship there was like public photos of the two of you, Mm -hmm. which I agree with. It's like, it wasn't that long. Right. But it's one of those things like you're following them. You're like, this is fine. It's really not bothering me. They're not that active. And then it's like, dude, if like in two months or something, there's suddenly a picture of him and some girl. And I'll be like, oh, only two months. We got a picture of this one. Yeah. You, like there's something to that of I'm almost like, yeah, I don't know if that happens that you might do that. Like, ah, I should just block this person. Like yeah. suddenly you're like, oh, this I don't want to see. Yeah. This, it's almost like uh, you feel like they won. Yeah. <laughs> in a weird way. There are winners and losers in breakups. Like it. It's uh, a- I mean, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're sports people, so it's like it's it's very hard to not look at breakups like winning and losing. Yeah, yeah no, I, I I agree with that. But I mean, like sometimes like you did just clear who the winner was for the entire relationship, and a lot of people were questioning mm-hmm. why you were even with that loser. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen. That's also true. <laughs> uh, uh, hypothetically, yeah. <laughs> What's something either of you guys have thought kind of fresh after a breakup that was maybe almost like a down thought that you're like, oh, now I look back like I can't believe I thought that. Like, thought something good about someone or thought, thought something bad about someone? I've just, uh, you know, I mean, one of the things to reference here is, like, when a breakup happens <laughs> and you just have that feeling of, like, oh, man, I'm never going to meet someone. Yeah, I mean, my most recent ex, I've said on this podcast, I, like, thought I was going to marry him. And then now I'm like, oh, God, like, <laughs> if that was going to be my life, like, right. that just would not... I'm a totally different person <clears throat> today than I was when I was seeing him, and I'm happy for it. Of like, I think I eventually would have gotten it to a point where I was just really, really unhappy with myself if I settled for that life. Right. I've never seen it. <clears throat> of all the exes I've had, I've never seen any of them go on to have a life that I would have wanted to be a part mm-hmm. of. And. I mean, I also, I also am going, I like plan on living and continuing to live like a pretty non-traditional lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So it's a little more difficult for me to even find someone like I want to like just travel around and like save dogs from the Yulin Dog Festival and do comedy. Like that's not, that's a hard sell. Um, <laughs> hey, there's a uh, dogs that they treat like veal in China. You want to go rescue them? You know, that's, <laughs> that's not, it's, it, that doesn't make a lot of men horny. Um, but so, someone, you know, someone will like to do that. Uh, the guy I'm seeing now, actually, he really likes dogs and doesn't want kids. So that's a win-win. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just never, I never, like, I never thought, like, oh, I'll, they'll never be. In a-. There's times I wanted to just, like, I'm like, okay, if this doesn't work out, I'm just going to stop dating for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I kind of have that right but now. But it's, again, also because I just don't prior. I'm a, I prioritize work. And if anything, I get mad at myself for all the time that I, I I'm, like, doing well. And, but I think how much more well could I be doing had I not wasted 
time and energy not only dating men but helping men mm-hmm. um and it that's what makes me angry but i'm not i like i try not to waste too much time being angry and i just go you know current focus on work and if things aren't coming like easy like oh well like i just mm-hmm. don't i just really made it a hard rule in the past like year not to help men anymore and uh it's also a way you know to avoid failure so it's like kind of like it could be fear of you know success fear of failure and like oh it's like i'll help this man instead of me just trying to achieve these things myself Mm -hmm. so I just keep I'm like I have to keep doing this and like I just like and I care about things like making money now that I never did before and I like I never thought I would be someone who like wanted to make a lot of money and then I made some money and I was like I would like to make some more money (laughs) (laughs) this is fun yeah I mean that's always my advice is like I mean a lot of people uh specifically after breakups tend to like lose a bunch of weight Mm because their new focus is just like going to the gym Mm -hmm. they're just that's their new like habit thing that's like okay you're almost replacing the habit of texting somebody all the time sure go work out Mm -hmm. go do something to keep busy which i like for me it's like yeah the easiest one is work yeah Yeah. it's like because that's well when you're freelance it's like you can pick up more work Mm -hmm. but if anything i slowed down during the relationship which was fully my choice Mm -hmm. there wasn't like a well you know we need you know, X amount of days. It's like, no, that was, that would be my choice. Cause I'm at the point career rise. I'm like, yeah, I don't have to do a free bar show all the time. Yeah. If they ask me, you just go, yeah, you know what? Actually I'm busy that night. I'd love to do it another time. It's like, you'll do it another time. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like they're not going anywhere, but yeah, uh, that's partly being secure in your career, but also, yeah, I don't know. That's the nice part. I, my big thing is work, but it's just like, yeah, like the making money thing. I'm like, I know that's something indirectly that w- makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, I mean, I started running a show on Valentine's day partly to be like, yeah, you have no plans. What are you going to do? Like, <laughs> Are you going to sit at home and not do anything? Or I'm like, you can go out there and, um, you know, help other people enjoy their Valentine's Day and make a little money. And why not? Yeah, it's also about, you know, setting things up for yourself so you're not going to be sad. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could have, yep. like, I could have stayed home on New Year's and been like, wow, wow. But instead, I, like, went and performed in the main room at the comedy store with my friends and rented out, like, Jay Leno's old house and threw a big party. <laughs> like, you know, that was yeah. a much better plan. Exactly. <laughs> because, you know, <clears throat> women do a lot of waiting, waiting for this, like, romantic thing mm. to happen, like, that happened in a movie that's never going to happen. Like, I know, yeah. I, like, even, like, the best, you know, relationships I know, no one's doing anything that that fucking overly romantic for people yeah it's just not the world we live in that's, that's okay that's something with the like communicating after the breakup <laughs> there was something of you know we talked like about a week after just a little bit mm-hmm. um and which was nice just to get like a little more closure and uh but there's something that it's like to be like okay we need i need a mental break from like talking of yeah. the, like can we be friends in the future mm-hmm. um but there's something too too it's like when you're having that break it's like you almost want to say i don't know if you feel this way but i almost wanted to say like okay unless you're reaching out to me of like something very critically important that like whatever some like mundane thing or literally essentially it's like unless it's you being like i miss you and i maybe want to get back together it's kind of like don't yeah there's no like it's yeah. weird to i miss it's you weird. is so dangerous and like people yeah. like to say it and it's like no unless you like exactly like unless you mean i miss you and there's a yes and to it and like with, right, mo- right, with right. movement do not say that yeah right? just you just miss me right now because you're just bored yeah you miss you person person because you're fucking detoxing like people yeah. miss yeah. heroin it's not good for them <laughs> <laughs> yeah but at the same time there's part of you some kind of sitting there being like you kind of hope they crack and yeah. reach out because it's indirectly showing they miss you or they're thinking about you. Yeah, of course. To a point. Right. It's damaging though because I like I, I my I've had exes do that a lot and it's it's mm-hmm. just like d- d- don't do this. You're just using me as a crutch and then yeah. so that, that's why I like blocked people and then they get mad at you. But I'm like, if you can't understand that a block is like for like sometimes blocking someone on social media or most times I think it's for your own mental yeah. stability. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. not like hating. People it, take it so personal. People it's take like, it personally. Go, and I, that's yeah. why I kept saying. I said you're so fucking selfish you can't even see this is for me this is so Mm -hmm. I can move on this is so I can heal Mm -hmm. this has nothing to do with you or that I don't like you or that you're a bad person Mm -hmm. even though you are (laughs) well it's uh, it kind of goes with being petty of like I have more the mentality it's like no 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 I want you to keep following me and then (laughs) see me do great things yeah like that's like uh that bit me in the ass with my most recent ex i wanted to keep him on linkedin so that he would see every time i did something well at work (laughs) but then he reached out promotion (laughs) life's going pretty well uh and he's still in his mom's basement um jesus christ but then he used that to reach out to me on my birthday and wish me a happy birthday i'm Mm. just like actually dude like could you not and right i like he got, got to you though that like yeah that's like a gaslighting move yeah and mm-hmm. then he like came at me when i asked him not 
to do that and he was like well you could have just not said anything yeah of course that's, like, that's classic oh, gaslighting nonsense yeah. yeah yeah well i think a nice uh quote to wrap it up from the book which was personally my favorite part was it just says in order to take the final steps forward fixing our broken heart we must be willing to make one crucial decision to let go i like that and it's but that is it's hard because it's even the thing of like like we said it's kind of easy to villainize somebody mm-hmm. and yeah. it kind of makes it easier to get over it's like but they're still on your mind you still yeah. you have now you're not letting go of anger yeah like first you let go of sadness now you're holding on to anger it's like you got to kind of let go of all of it right and it's difficult to you know when it's uh your entire set is based off of it <laughs> that you have to do 15 times a week because that's how frequently you're getting booked true but then something there's something that out of it makes you like more accept it i guess yeah well i mean also there's something about like it just like uh it becomes like rote like you so you just like, keep saying it and then it's like almost means nothing to me now but i i also know like that's like part of my process is like uh, when I just keep joking about it, when the jokes stop working, I know that's because the audience can sense that uh, my heart's not in the jokes anymore, mm-hmm. which means that my feelings are gone. And that actually I even just started to happen because I was like, crush that. And it's so hard to let go of material when you're like cr- annihilating with yeah. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but then like it's like it started to like kind of like taper off and I go, oh, I think it's just like I'm just kind of like just don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, at a new point in your life. at a certain point, you're just like, OK, well, this was fun for a while. I also find it fun to yeah, act out. so i mean i think it's something that it hits you when you don't really expect it like uh one of my exes got engaged and i was like devastated because we were like still talking for a bit when he got engaged but then that happened Mm, um that's just a sign of a bad person yeah Uh, yeah but then when i saw he was married i like saw the picture and it hit me i was like i just felt so sorry for the girl i was like (laughs) i'm so glad it's not me like and i didn't i didn't think i was gonna feel that way like i thought i was gonna be devastated like seeing that they actually did it i was like no like i'm glad that's not me (laughs) actually did it (laughs) i know yeah i thought that way about herpes guy i was like oof she went yeah. through it. No, yeah. I know. Like a lot of times wedding pictures give me like actual hives. Like yeah. I can't like that. I, that's just like very, the whole thing, the suffocating. And I was like, even looking at like a picture of like uh, my friend's baby today and, uh, and just like the grandparents playing with the baby. And I go, I don't want so, so I barely, like, I love my parents so much. I barely want them in my house. I don't want some other fucking idiots, parents in my house <laughs> touching my baby that I just walked around with for nine months in my belly. Are you kidding? My heart was like in my neck to make this baby. And now you're touching it. Ill. <laughs> I'm not a family person. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> Meanwhile, like I like it, like, you know, month, a couple months ago, I had like 12 dogs in my house just running wild. And I was very, I was, couldn't have been more comfortable with that. <laughs> that was fine with me. Alfred so, needed a birthday party. Yeah, so some people are dog people. Yeah, it was great. Well, I think that's it for our episode just today. Just let it yeah. go, baby. Thank this you so much, great. Corinne, for coming on. Uh, you got it. Again, Corinne's new podcast that's out, Without a Country podcast with Joe DeRosa. It's on iTunes, Spotify, all that where you can find it. And true, you record it live every week? Yeah, we do it live at the Sand Comedy Club in New York City, uh, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. It's really fun. We just, we kind of, we're both liberals gone rogue and we look at the most controversial news stories of the week from the perspective of the extreme right and extreme left. We do a town hall segment at the end that that part's not aired so you can just like say something and not be afraid of being canceled. That's awesome. But it's really fun. fun. I didn't know that part of it. That's great. Yeah, and I I hit on Joe a lot during it and then he gets uncomfortable. Oh, really? It's Joey Roses gets uncomfortable. Oh, I love. It. I mean, I we we have a real special bond. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's like I, it's, we haven't had sex. It's not like that, but I like to make people think that, and, and it could happen any day. <laughs> um, and as always, leave a review for the podcast. Uh, subscribe. Join the Patreon if you want more yeah. info, uh, specifically on the breakup. We'll get a little more emotional there, probably. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, follow Corinne at philanthropy philanthropy gal. Yes. Philanthropy gal. She wants to save dogs and everything. Give her a fall. Awesome, yeah. Well, I mean, it's more tongue in cheek and also to annoy Alexis Guerrero's, but yes. <laughs> I, because people can't spell my name. It had to be a fucking word. Yeah, you know, you, know, you got to do it. And yeah. um, I'm at Sperica. And I'm at the Guacamole. And our Instagram is at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. And send your shots you're taking, send questions, all that stuff. Because yeah. we have a lot of great guests coming up. And uh, I'll be back at the stand for our show, 7 p.m., March 14th. It's going to be a great lineup. Uh, 
and I'll be at the bar. Yeah, well, I will be there at the bar. Come <laughs> oh, say hi. Oh, wait, does this come out on the 13th? 13th of February. Great. And then tonight, if you're in Baltimore, I'm at Magooby's Joke House. Come right now. Stop what you're doing. Drive over there. Yeah. It's a great club. I'm with Wendy Steiner. Bye. Really fun club. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. I just say bye.